the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. This is our week eight player projections episode where we run through our top five of each position, discuss players we're high and low well on. And throw out a player prop for each position. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined by one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, had a really good week uh, seven, went like nine and one on props. Had some fun with the Mac Jones under passing yards <laughs> last night. That was the easiest sweat of all time. Feel bad for the guy, but uh, love winning that. Um, and looks like you had another big week as well. So congrats yet again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Nice 11 and two. Nice little. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and both of the ones I lost were props that I lost on the last drive of the like I had two. Oh, really? I had Terry McLaurin <laughs> under four and a half receptions. He caught the fifth to like give them the win, essentially. And then uh, oh, I, I had Christian Kirk under five and a half and he caught two on the last on that crazy oh, last drive. <laughs> Brutal. So it could yeah. have been 13 and 0. Could have been. But, you know, this is part of the game. You know, <laughs> glad to keep it going. But uh, yeah. yeah, let's uh, let's talk week eight uh let's start with quarterback top five uh so i got josh allen jalen hurts lamar jackson joe burrow um and then kyla murray so pretty straightforward this week yeah same for me allen hurts jackson burrow murray so let's uh let's jump right into who you high on uh i'm actually high on sam ellinger um you know i was super excited once i saw the news that matt ryan was getting benched i i knew what that meant i knew it was going to be ellinger not nick Foles getting the start uh, but Ellinger, he looked really good in the preseason. He has a ton of rushing upside, too. He he ran the ball six times for 71 yards in the preseason. Um, you know, the commanders are a pass funnel defense, so this is a good spot for him as well. They rank 29th in DVOA against the pass, fourth against the run. Um, you know, I like his weapons right now. Heading into the season, the Colts depth chart didn't look too good. But, you know, with Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell healthy, playing closer to the potential we knew he had. And Alec Pierce at his disposal. I think uh, Ellinger is a sneaky mid-range QB two, so I have him as my QB nineteen, which feels low, honestly. If anything, his rank's going to go up. And consensus is RB uh, QB twenty-eight. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, right. Yeah, RB. he's essentially like a Jason <laughs> Hill kind of guy. But um, yeah, like you know, the consensus will obviously uh, be much closer to the top twenty by the end of the week. But either way, I'm going to try to be higher on Ellinger. Um, and then Derek Carr, real quick, just. Um, I have him QB nine. The consensus has him QB 12. Uh, the Raiders have the sixth highest team total this week. Um, obviously that could mean plenty of Josh Jacob touchdowns, but I think Carr um, has a good game here. Even if Marshawn Lattimore returns, the saints have been crushed by opposing wide receiver one. So I think this could be a big Devonte Adams game. Um, plus Carr could get Darren Roller back. And I mean, we kind of <laughs> hinted at this early in the season, but Mac Hollins, um, has been a sneaky good weapon for Derek Carr. So that's been a pleasant surprise. So I like Derek Carr as a top 10 quarterback this week. Yep, I'm QB9, so I'm right there with nice. you. Um, 
<laughs> so you know, these are, these are my initial rankings. So uh, oh, I, I love just, it. Yeah. So you know, last judge. week I we had some hits. We had Josh Jacobs number one, and yeah. where, where did we end up? Josh Jacobs number one. Yep. So uh, I'll just let you know that I have Sam Ellinger QB ten. Right. Oh, now. I love it. You know what? Uh, I'm jealous because, like I said, I <laughs> I'm probably way too low with him at QB nineteen. What is fueling that? What do you have? So for his rushing yards is that? Yeah. What's so I have his it? rushing yards at let's see. Yeah, I have about 28 rushing yards, about 0.2 rushing touchdowns because uh, he scrambles. I have a scramble yeah. rate set at about 10%, which is near, like Jalen Hurts is at 11%. Daniel Jones is at 12%. So he's essentially, uh, of all the quarterbacks, he's one of the most likely quarterbacks to scramble when he drops back. So, um, you know, I think that's in, 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 you know, against Washington, this defense, it, it is a good run defense. So they, I don't know if they can just slam everyone into the tackles. They might have to get creative with some quarterback keepers and things like that as well. Obviously they have a plan if they're going to just throw them in here. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, love, love these mobile quarterbacks. Uh, so yeah, that I, I guess the, <laughs> Sam Ellinger would qualify uh, as the guy I'm highest. And I'm also higher on Justin Fields. Um, he's the QB 19 in consensus. I have him QB 14 uh, against this Dallas defense. You know, they, they're playing a ton of zone. They have, they get a lot of pressure, but uh, I think that just means Justin Fields is going to run and scramble a lot. Uh, against this defense so you're not going to expect much through the air but I still have him as a top 15 quarterback because I have him projected for a little over 50 rushing yards Uh, he was amazing on Monday Night Football running with the football against a a really tough Belichick defense I mean I think what was the the stat like only three you know like year one or year two quarterbacks had ever won in Foxborough on the road or something like that so oh uh, yeah he gets a little bump uh, for that performance against the uh, the Patriots yeah, I've I've had Fields too low right now. He's QB twenty, but um, they've been throwing a lot more, and you know, plus he's gonna get some deep shots every now and again. So yeah, he's he's trending up. Um, I'll probably be closer to your rank by the end of the week. Uh, and one more is that Daniel Jones I have up in the at uh, QB seven right now against Seattle. Oh, QB seven, nice. Yeah, so he's the QB eleven. <laughs> so essentially, all the quarterbacks that run, I say this every week, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, because passing is down league wide, right? Like. Yep. It's passing touchdowns are way down, passing numbers are way down. So uh, these rushing quarterbacks, they're, they're a little more volatile, but they're just so valuable right now because a lot of even the guys we expect uh, are not throwing the ball, you know, like we thought they would be, or at least producing like we thought they would be. So uh, who you want? Aaron Rodgers um, <laughs> against the Bills. He's my QB 27, uh, which seems crazy to say. Uh, consensus <laughs> has him QB 15, which is kind of bizarre. But he's been, you know, really struggling. This whole offense um, has been struggling. The, the, you know, wide receiver depth chart was already an issue heading into the season. But it's been just, you know, dealing with injury after injury. You know, Rodgers lost one of his top targets, Randall Cobb, a couple weeks ago. Now it looks like Alan Lazard is hurt. Um, mm-hmm. He was seen wearing a sling, so he looks really iffy for this week. Christian Watson, I mean, he was their second-round pick. He just can't stay healthy. Um, so th- this is a tough spot and, you know, Rogers could benefit from a, you know, negative game script. He could be forced to throw quite a bit here, but you know, he's going up against the top defense in football and the Buffalo bills. So this is just, you know, a guy I'm staying away from unless you're in a two QB super flex league. But, um, as of now he's outside my top 25. Yeah, it's uh, I have him QB twenty, so I don't have him quite that low. I, I mean, I think they'll still they'll still have to pass a ton, even if it's in right. kind of garbage time. But yeah, I agree. You can't be starting Aaron Rodgers uh, this week. Uh, another guy I'm low on right now is Geno Smith. Um, you know, I I just think that loss of DK Metcalf, they're gonna try to keep the ball on the ground 
as much as possible. Marquise Goodwin had the game of his life against Seattle. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be repeatable on a week-to-week basis, but they have a really good back now, uh, obviously, in Kenneth Walker the third. So uh, I, th- I still think Gino will be fairly efficient, but uh, I, I, you know, the Giants are one of those teams you kind of play and you don't necessarily need to throw it all over the yard against them. Their run defense has been struggling. So uh, I got Gino as QB 15. He's QB 10 mm. in consensus, but I try to find someone else just because we don't really know how it's going to look with a full game yeah. without Metcalf. And, uh, you know, the Giants, when it, when it's just one receiver to take out, you know, they have a Dory Jackson. They're very well schemed. Um, so I think things could get kind of kind of ugly for uh, Gino and that, that Seattle passing offense this week. What do you mean the Seahawks have a really good running back? Now, is that Rashad Penny slander? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Kenneth Walker I mean, is going to step up on even Rashad yeah. Penny. I mean, but no, I mean, like, you know, early in the year, it was kind of like they were mixing in every, like a lot of guys. Penny was still the lead back, but um, like this Kenneth Walker dude, I mean, it's just like, you know, you, you, you're seeing their running volume increase like week to week, just yeah. the more Kenneth Walker plays. So um, yeah, I, I just think they, I, against this defense, especially, I just think they keep it on the ground a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, is it? I'm. You got the quarterback prop, and how do we do last week? Uh, you went two and zero. I went one and one. So you're. you're yeah. I'm up by three now. Uh, either two or three. Let's see. I don't. Oh, I think okay. it's two. I think you're up one, and then. Oh, okay. It's a weird thing because one there was a couple. I think one or two of them got um. And then we gave you the tie on one of them because you got the prop within a half. Oh <laughs> half yeah, yard yeah, or yeah. something. So we yeah, gave you the yeah. tiebreaker there. If we tie at the end of the year, you win. But as uh, of now, I'm up too. So yes, what do you yes. got for the QB prop? Patriots quarterback prop? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's even that's that's not even fair. <laughs> Let's go with Sam Ellinger total rushing, passing and rushing. Oh, okay. Let's go with 225 and a half. Over. Okay. I wrote down 235 and a half. So so wait, you you have his passing yards below 210 then? I, I'm below 200. Oh, you're below 200? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Like total, I have it right around 225. Yeah. All right. Let's go to running back. We got in the top five. Derrick Henry, baby, number one. Josh Jacobs, number two. And then I got Saquon, Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey. I I think his role will expand enough this week to have him back in the top five this week. I got Derrick Henry, number one. Ken Walker, the third, number two. Oh, yes. (laughs) Saquon, number three. Jacobs four uh, and McCaffrey five. Although McCaffrey is the toughest projection. I just kind of have him slotted in for like the normal starting running back role on yeah. San Francisco. Um, so that, that could change, but uh, yeah, I, I really like Kenneth Walker um, in this no you know, home favorite matchup <laughs> uh, against the giants defense that has not been good against the run. Uh, you know, he's seeing like about 80% of the backfield carries about 40% of the uh, other routes. So yeah, I think he's going to, he's going to stay. I'm, I don't think he's going to move much uh, out of that, uh, out of that top five, the Giants D is 30th in run defense DVOA. Yeah, no, uh, he's really good. <laughs> who, and who, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kyle Juszczyk is out. So McCaffrey gets to pick up those uh, those routes. Yeah, that's that what I have. I have. I have like San Francisco's back, like running backs usually only get about 60%, uh, you know, routes because Juszczyk's getting yeah. 30 to 40. So now I have them getting like 90 uh, in the combined. So yeah. Um, who are you hiring? Uh, this this is you know too easy, but Travis Etienne, um, I have him as the RB six now mm-hmm. with James Robinson gone, um, and we already saw a preview of what sort of workload he should get, considering Robinson barely played last week. I was wondering what was up. Now it makes sense. 
but you know, ETN, he operated as a true workhorse back um, and posted the RB nine score of uh, week seven. Um, and he could have had a bigger day if he didn't yes. fumble right by the goal line uh, against the giants. Thank you for my uh, Jags minus three losing ticket there, but um, <laughs> he is clearly, you know, an RB one the rest of the way um, really game script proof uh, just based on, you know, he's going to dominate both carries and the passing work. So love him this week and rest of season, obviously. Uh, and then I think Tyler Algier is sneaky. Uh, he's my RB 21 right now uh, versus the consensus of RB 33. Um, you know, despite the Falcons trailing the Bengals by a ton with Burrow, just, you know, throwing the ball around the yard, uh, they still ran the show of the ball and Algier had 16 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. So now he gets a spot where the Falcons are four and a half point home favorites. They have the 12th highest team total this week. Um, so I just think he's going to see a big workload here. His touchdown odds are increased, you know, against the Panthers. Now, uh, Damian Williams could return this week, so that's worth monitoring. But I think there's enough carries to go around where it probably won't impact Algier that much. Um, you know, Williams may eat into the Caleb Huntley role or something like that. But I think Algier is like a low-end RB2 this week based on the matchup. Yeah, Algier is, uh, you know, he if, if, if only he would catch some passes, right? Like he can, <laughs> right? I mean, he should. He's running a lot of routes. He's just not. They're not. Mario well, they don't throw the ball at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably why. And then Mariota hasn't been targeting his backs anyway. You know, he's typically going to scramble. Uh, but Algier does have that ability. But maybe he needs like Desmond Ritter to take over to you know finally catch a couple couple balls again going forward. Yeah. Uh, is that it or anyone else or no? Yeah. Just those two guys for now. Uh, for me, it's, uh, Michael Carter. Uh, so he's going to obviously see a, a, mm-hmm. a bump up, I think with, with, um, Brees Hall out for the year, unfortunately. Now I know Robinson is in that backfield, but remember Robinson is not going to know the full playbook. Um, so I think Carter is going to kind of go back to that role he started the year with, or the Brees Hall role where he's going to see about, you know, two thirds of the carries in the backfield and run around about, you know, 40 to 50% of the time, which, uh, you know, would be uh, enough to get him inside my top 20. He's still the consensus uh, RB 25 and uh, this new England run defense, you know, hasn't been great. You know, they, they, they stopped Nick Chubb in that uh, Cleveland run game, but which is impressive, but they're still 28th, which is bottom five in run defense DVOA. So uh, against this Jets team, I, I still think there's going to be some yards to be had and would probably be like a run heavy game, for both teams, given the quarterback situation in New England and with the Jets, Zach Wilson's not playing too great either. Uh, another guy I'm high on is Devin Singletary for the Bills. Uh, you know, he's a, he's kind of same thing as last year. We're just seeing him slowly but surely take over this backfield. And, uh, you know, Zach Moss is a healthy scratch last game. I think Moss will probably be active this game, maybe for some mop-up duty. But uh, Singletary has just seen his, his usage – um, you know, kind of grow in this backfield. So I have him at RB 17. This Green Bay run defense is another one that's just not been good uh, this year. It's uh, 31st in run defense DVOA. So I think Singletary, Buffalo, a big favorite at home. Uh, I think he'll have some opportunities here. So he's a he's a top 20 back for me this week. Yeah, I love that call. And it's, it's that time of year, right, where Zach Moss starts getting, uh, you know, scratched. Oh, my goodness, so, yeah. But I mean, one of the craziest things is, you know, James Cook hasn't really been eating into Singletary's receiving usage at all. Uh, I think Cook has topped 10% routes run once this year, 
Um, so yeah, it looks like Singletary is more of a workhorse back than we anticipated this year. Yeah, I think Cook there, he's having he was having issues um with pass protection. So that's why he mm-hmm. hasn't been um, you know, involved more in that area. So it's essentially he's just think, uh, Cook is like Zach Moss now. Like he's just yeah, the backup, <laughs> the true backup. Yep. Uh who you want? Um, I'm low on Brian Robinson um against the Colts this week. I have him as my RB30. Compared to RB25. And his stock has taken a bit of a hit lately. Um, you know, he's seeing most of the early down work as we expected. But uh, you know, Antonio Gibson has actually been seeing more of the goal line work, uh, which is not good for Robinson's stock. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be involved in the passing game whatsoever. So he's basically just getting, you know, carries between the 20s. Um, and he also needs a positive game script, which is not ideal when playing for a team like the commanders. So the fact that they're a three-point underdog this week against Colts, um, who have a pretty good run D. I mean, they rank eighth in DVA versus the run. Um, You know, Robinson is a fade for me. Um, I consider more of a, you know, a solid RB3 flex, but I'm not anticipating, you know, a ceiling game here uh, from them. Yeah, it's it's tough to call it these Washington backs. Like, McKissick has taken a huge hit too in usage, but yeah, Yeah. I saw that Gibson was kind of more involved. He had a a good series, like a Thursday night, and then, yeah, he got got a few more. Uh, looks against the uh, the Packers. All right, I'm blowing uh, David Montgomery. Uh, I have him as my RB31, and uh, you kind of talked about this on the uh, on the night shift pod that you know they were talking about more of a hot hand approach, and just wanted to see if Herbert was going to get that passing down usage, and he did. You know, Herbert cut into Montgomery's workload in both the the run game and the pass game. So even though Montgomery got that touchdown, he ran a route just 44 percent of the time. And he had just 48% of the uh of the the design run. So, you know, that 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 kind of usage is down from his his season average. He was usually getting about two-thirds of those. So it's just gonna be really hard to predict um going forward between him and Herbert. There are games where, you know, he could obviously get that hot hand, but Herbert has been, as we've both talked about, Herbert's been the better runner. Uh they're a, a road underdog in Dallas, mm-hmm. tough, tough defensive front. Um, so you know, I, I think Herbert and Montgomery. Uh, not too much separating them anymore, it, or not too much should be separating them anymore in the ranks. So yeah, I have, I have Montgomery way down at RB 31 this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And um, I, I mean, Herbert started the second half. So, you know, mm-hmm. Eberflus um, st- stood true to his word, but go at the high hand back. But like you said, I was actually surprised to see Montgomery's um, passing usage take such a big hit. Um, so that was not good to see for him, especially, you know, coming up on, a, like you said, this is a game where they're pretty big underdogs. Um, so, yeah, he is definitely more in that RB3 flex range now. All right. Uh, what you got for the running back prop? All right. So, I mean, we lost Brees Hall for the season, which is just such a shame. He looks super legit. Uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, and for him to kick ass next season. But we have two other, like, really good rookie backs we could root for this year. You already mentioned one of them with Kenneth Walker. But the other is Damian Pierce. Um, I know you're high on Kenneth Walker, so I know you're going with this. But uh, (laughs) who do you have getting more um, half PPR points this week, Kenneth Walker or Damian Pierce? Uh, Kenneth Walker. Not even close. Uh, You know, it's it's, it's – yeah, it's about two point difference. Um, wow, you know Damian Pierce up against that Titans defense. They're they're number three yeah. in run defense DVOA. The Giants are number thirty. So you got a bottom the bottom three versus the top three. That that's a big difference. Um, in terms of, you know, ultimately they're both talented guys, but you know one's just in a matchup 
wins is in a great matchup and wins in a bad one. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Pierce looks like he's matchup proof at this point. I mean, he's such a good runner. Um, and plus, you know, he didn't see, you know, the routes run were still, you know, right around 30% this week, but he's still seeing a massive target share when he is running a route. So mm-hmm. he was able to get a, you know, handful of catches. So that's something that that's probably the only thing I think Pierce has an edge over Walker is like he has a better chance, I guess, of getting three to four receptions but yeah obviously the matchup um is much better in walker's case but i still have them projected very close mm. um so that's why i was willing to to offer this one to you but yeah two points is a big gap so yeah man not, not shocked you're going with walker there <laughs> got walker <laughs> beast in this week man um, although uh travis homer might be returning soon gotta watch out for that yeah, yeah. I, I i know Pete carroll man it's the, <laughs> I, i've watched every snap of this guy walker he's not like he'll he'll get like Dallas and Homer will split whatever they split, but like Walker's getting his carries. They're a home favorite. Yeah, he does it. Walker doesn't even need a reception at this right. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't back. think he had one last week, and he got what a buck no. sixty eight and two two tutties. Yeah, yeah, he's he's here. All right, let's jump to receiver. Who you got top five? Uh, so I got Tyreek still number one, and then I got Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Devontae Adams. Uh. Yeah, I got cut. I still got cup first. Uh, cup Hill, Jefferson, Chase Adams. Um, so somewhere just different order. I'll give cup, I'll give cup, you know, coming off the bye, I'll give him the uh, yeah, the veterans uh, deference. True. <laughs> True. I mean, Ellie, Van Jefferson's back, so that's that's one more, oh, uh, you know, realistic so target. Scary. <laughs> well, you know, um, <laughs> none of these dudes get open better like, than, yeah. <laughs> well, Van Jefferson, yeah, he's probably better than Allen Robinson, win yeah. sprints. Oh, yeah. I don't think Jefferson's wins Prince, but I take your point. Cooper Cup is really good. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not debating I mean, that. I, the real question is, who do we think is gonna like? If Jefferson comes back, like, what role is he? Like, oh, is Robinson gonna lose routes? Is Skaronic gonna lose them? Is is it gonna be like a kind of split between all three? I think a split for now, but that is definitely something we'll be looking for. All right, who are you high on? Um, as always, um, Adam Thielen, I'm much higher on him than cons- consensus. Uh, he's my wide receiver 22 um, versus wide receiver 36 is the early week ECR. And the cards, you know, they have been good against opposing wide receivers so far, but they got lit up by the Saints last week. So that does give, you know, Thielen and Jefferson some hope, not that they need it. But um, I still think Thielen's underrated, you know, his underlying usage this year has been great. Um, you know, week six before the bye, he finally got a touchdown. So he had four catches, 36 yards and a touchdown. I was saying, you know, he should be a good bet for four to five receptions most weeks. And, you know, he's going to see some positive touch on regression. So um, one other thing I noticed was KJ Osborne's routes run um, dipped from, you know, 80% to 60%. So it looks like the Vikings are going with more two wide sets, which, you know, is just going to funnel more targets to Thielen and Jefferson. So that's something to look out for. Um, but as always, I, I think Thielen's, uh, you know, a low end wide receiver too. Um, and then Wondell Robinson um, against the Seahawks. He's my wide receiver 28. The consensus mm. has him wide receiver 45. He predictably saw his routes run skyrocket up to 78% um, last week. I think they could, you know, get into the mid eighties. Um, he, and he cashed in with the six catches for 50 yards receiving line. Uh, with Daniel Bellinger out, um, that can mean Robinson could see even more targets going forward. So um, I, I think he's going to clearly be Daniel Jones' number one target the rest of the way, unless Kadarius Tony ends up suiting up this year. But um, I love Robinson this week against Seahawks. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still at like wide receiver 37, but uh, so I'm higher than consensus. But yeah, I, uh, I, I do no 36 actually. But yeah, he's, okay. uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's like the only guy Daniel Jones wants to target. He's like, oh, I finally got me a receiver. <laughs> uh, he was so mad at, at Marcus Johnson for dropping that pass at the goal. Oh, at the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I would expect uh, Robinson's role to continue to grow. Uh, for me, it's uh, T. Higgins. At, at, I got him at wide receiver ten. You know, he's back to running around. He ran around 98% of the time against the Falcons. So, uh, you know, now we're going up against the the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they have their run defense is weaker, but um, T. Higgins, you know, he's right there with Chase in terms of routes mm-hmm. run. Joe Burrow playing well uh, again. So, uh, you know, T. Higgins is always going to be uh, one of those guys that uh, I'm high on. Uh, DJ Moore is another one. Uh, yeah, I talked about this last week, you know, just mm-hmm. taking McCaffrey off the, the, <laughs> the Panthers gives Moore so much higher of a floor and ceiling because no one else on that offense is like, you know, getting open to the extent that and demanding the ball, like DJ Moore. So he's still the consensus wide receiver 30. Um, I have PJ Walker projected for under 200 passing yards and DJ Moore is still <laughs> my wide receiver 14. So that kind of tells you, um, you know, where, you know, what kind of like just that role. And, and remember AJ Terrell now, for the Falcons mm-hmm. is out. So they don't really have, you know, coming into the year, they had Casey Hayward, they had AJ Terrell, guys who you could kind of worry about a little bit with perimeter receivers. Now they don't have those guys in the lineup. And we saw what, you know, Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals offense did. Yeah. So again, even with PJ Walker under 200, still have uh, DJ projected uh, as a top 15 guy. Right. Yeah, I know. I love that call. And, you know, unlike last week where they had the easy win against the Bucks, they might actually be forced to throw uh, in this game against Falcons. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> the worry with the Falcons is always just that they kind of take the air out of the ball. And uh, yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's uh, I mean, it's there's there's nobody else here. And DJ Moore, he's running around almost. He's not really coming out of the game uh, at all. Mm-hmm. And these his targets per route is uh, 21 on the year, but uh, expecting that to grow. All right. Uh, who you want? Uh, I am a low on Michael Pittman. Um, as excited as I am over Ellinger getting the start this week, um, you know, it could mean the Colts are going to be a bit more run heavy. Like we mentioned, Ellinger uh, is more willing to scramble. Um, so that's going to take away from, you know, the passing production. Plus, anytime you have a new quarterback under center, it could shake up uh, the target rate. So, you know, a target heavy guy like Michael Pittman, who has seen a 21% target rate this year, um, could take a hit. So Pittman's my wide receiver 19 right now compared to the consensus of wide receiver 13. Um, and then uh, this guy, you know, I just want to discuss him just briefly, Hunter Renfro. He is now outside of my top 50. Um, and, you know, just he is completely off the wide receiver three radar. So if you're clinging on to him, um, you're basically waiting for probably two pass catchers need to miss time for Renfro to even enter the wide receiver three discussion. Um, just a guy that we haven't talked about much this year. I wanted to bring him up, but um, it just looks like Mac Holland's role has just significantly ate into Renfro. Um, and the fact that Renfro wasn't able to produce with Darren Waller out um, just means he's probably droppable in most leagues. Yeah, I I mean, I still have Renfro 39, so I'm a little – I mean, it's not great, you know. It's like <laughs> – but it's – uh yeah, and, I, and I'm projecting Waller to play, so I guess I'm – are you using more of his uh, current uh, – tar- like, what's his target for route this year, 19? Yeah, let me look at – I got him, like, around 20, exactly like around 20 21. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still – still because he only has played four games, so I'm still factoring in, you know, some of the priors 
from last year in terms of how yeah. hard it targeted. Yeah, like I have it right around 20%, but just like with Devontae Adams in this offense, we knew mm-hmm. that was going to eat into Renfro significantly, but it's, you know, just Matt Collins, like I said. <laughs> you know, earlier in the season, he was, you know, running 90% routes with the minuscule target rate, but now that he's seeing um, close to like a 13 to 15% target share, uh, that has just been eating into Renfro enough where he's just getting really lowered in my uh, model right now. Yeah, it, it, like, and it's you know he's not. I mean, we'll see. He he was scoring some touchdowns last year. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case, like you said. Yeah, this year. So, for me, it's Michael Gallup. Um, you know, he's mm. the consensus wide receiver thirty-one this week, and based on what we've seen out of Gallup, I don't know if it's the injury. Uh, you know, coming back, you know, maybe too soon, or or what it is. But now we've kind of seen him fail to produce with with Dak as well as Cooper Rush and. You know, his routes run has been going downward the last three games from mm-hmm. 89% to 82% to 79%. Um, I don't know where he was last week. I didn't see him catch a ball. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I got him as my wide receiver 59, and the consensus is wide receiver 31. Um, so that's a pretty big difference. You know, I have Gallup for two points, about 2.8 catches, uh, no, Ooh. 2.6 catches and 34 yards uh, in his Cowboy offense. And uh, Noah Brown, I have – uh, you know, ahead of him, you know, he's running more mm-hmm. routes and he's just been targeted on a, on a, uh, you know, a more consistent basis. So I have Noah Brown around three, three point three catches for for just over forty yards. So, um, yeah, Gallup, I'm kind of treating him like the wide receiver three in Dallas, and you know, we we never know. Dalton Schultz is kind of having problems staying on the field, but mm-hmm. it seems like when he's in, when he's on the field, Dak Prescott kind of favors him too. Gallup is just running the low percentage routes, and maybe maybe because of the injury, he's not getting open not as many of those routes to where he's, he's, you know, the ball was coming his way. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think he can, I, I definitely not wide receiver 31, but I, I wouldn't start, I wouldn't start Gallup at all this week. Like even, you know, even as a flex. Uh, I, so wait, where'd you start Noah Brown? Uh, so Noah Brown is my wide receiver have? 46. So, I mean, he's, oh, no, oh. not really. Um, yeah. It's just, you, you just know. have him higher than Gallup. I was going to ask, cause last week I, I had like Brown, I was like plus 25 Yeah, <laughs> against easier. I was like, what is going on? And then they didn't have a player prop for Noah Brown until like nope. 30 minutes before kickoff. Yep. I don't know what was going on there, but as soon as I saw 32 and a half, I just hammered the over. Yeah. Um. And, it, you know, he had a rough first half, but he ended up clearing it. But I, I just didn't understand why he didn't have a market and like why everybody was so low on him. But he's basically the same. Like when you just look at the underlying metrics, he's basically Michael Gallup. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is sometimes with those guys, because it's like, almost like an obvious over, but you know, maybe they can't like anytime there's a guy well, just set a higher line. Like, I yeah, know. I know. I, I, I don't know. I, that's the only thing I could think of, but cause like usually with those guys, it's either guys that are like obvious overs or obvious unders um, that they kind of wait uh, along like till a few minutes before kickoff. But yeah, I mean, I had them, I think back to back in the rankings last week mm-hmm. and, uh, and now, yeah, now they're both down from where they were last week against the right. But um, yeah, I don't, you can't trust Gallup. All right, uh, wide receiver prop. Let's go with uh, let's go with Wando. Oh, nice. Uh, receiving yards. Let's go <laughs> with forty-six oh. and a half. Over. Right. Although that is damn close to what I had written down. I wrote forty-seven and a half. <laughs> uh, but I just think he has a super high floor. Um, and who knows? Maybe the Giants will get into a negative game script and forced to throw here. So uh, I'll take the over, but that is a very good line. 
Yeah, I mean, they've been in some negative games, Chris. I mean, that's <laughs> that is true, as you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's uh, looking good out there. It looks like the only guy Daniel Jones wants to throw to. Yeah, yeah, and you're at the point. Are, are you with me that just when the week begins, you have Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony at zero? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not. Okay. I, I think they would. I mean, Galladay, I think would be a healthy scratch, even if he was healthy. Like, right, healthy. right, right. Um, Tony, at this point, I, I just it just doesn't sound like he's healthy. You know, he's. He I, I, hasn't been practicing at all either, yeah, right? Like it's yeah. just it's maybe it, it's a trade situation, but no, he's actually hurt though. I mean, yeah, oh, they might is. trade him, but they no, he so he he messed up, he had one hamstring, an issue with one hamstring, yeah. and then he came back and messed up the other hamstring. So it's <laughs> like he just can't really anytime he tries to go hard, it's like it it things mess up on him. So I, I can't see him back. Yeah. And even if I if he is, I, I don't I would just think he would play you know in kind of like the ricky james role like you would only get like 15 percent. right yeah that's no so uh, either way give right. me that over <laughs> got you <laughs> all right let's go tight end top five uh so i got mark andrews dallas goddard zach Ertz, george kittle uh and tj hawkinson yeah i got uh andrews kittle goddard Ertz, and uh and Taysom hill <laughs> in oh nice. yeah yeah uh, I can't uh, I, I mean Hawkinson, I don't like what was going on. I just kept seeing Brock Wright get targeted last week. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I no. that was such a weird game. That's... Um no no targets for Gallup. Brock Wright was like getting as many targets as Hawkinson. So yeah, he's I think Hawkinson's my tight end six, seven. He's my tight end seven. I got Fryer Booth over him as well. So um Yeah, that's that's fair. I have you know five through really nine uh is all within like a half point. Um, so yeah, but man, I have Taysom Hill 16. What do I need to change to get him up there? I don't know. I mean, how many carries like, do you have like, for? Um, maybe this is just all the different tabs. Maybe I'm missing one, you know, receiving, not his <laughs> receiving project. Yeah. Only 4.3 rush attempts. Okay. So that's uh, 5.5. Yeah. 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 I yeah. yeah. I, uh, that's, that's a bug. So yeah. Okay. Fixed. He's in my top 10 now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's just, yeah, he's tight end seven now. That's all it, it took. It's more of a, like, yeah, there's just like a lot of question marks, I think, after that top four, you know, like Andrew yeah. Kittle got it. Or like, like, it's like Hawkinson, yeah, you could see it, especially if, like, guys miss, you know, Amon Ra and those guys. Or, right. Or, you know, guys yeah. miss the game, Swift. Um, Friar Muth is kind of, you know, zone defense. He's been catching some balls. So, uh, and then you, you also got Higby coming off that game where he's been pass blocking a lot more lately, but maybe he's healthier. Uh, but San Francisco is just tough against tight ends. So, right. Um, yeah. I, I, Taysom's due for, you know, zero to two point game. Like it's, it's coming, but it doesn't matter. His ceiling mm-hmm. is way too high. Um, so it's like, you just got to live with the duds that it, who knows, maybe they won't come, but uh, you know, he is just way too good to have outside of your top 10 right now. So uh, yeah, he's yeah. guaranteed like a red zone carry every game. Yeah. He, it's he, crazy. He converts it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um. Okay, who are you high on? Um, Hayden Hurst, baby. Uh, loving my Hayden Hurst shares in best ball right now. Uh, he is maintaining a 75% route run rate. Um, he saw a 21% target rate last week with Joe Burrow just going crazy. So um, it's it's really good to see Hurst playing well with everybody healthy. I've said that he has, you know, mid-range tight end one upside if – either you know jamar chase t higgins or tyler boyd missed time but just with the overall volume being as high as it is right now you know the Bengals have essentially abandoned the run um hurst is pushing you know mid-range 
uh, tight end one status with everyone healthy. Um, so I, I just love Hayden Hurst right now. Uh, he's my tight end nine um, versus the consensus is uh, tight end 13 right now. Yeah, man. He's uh great, great best ball, weight basketball. Him and Higby, those are the two guys. Oh, yeah. Higby was like <laughs> tight end 28, too, right? Like, yeah, they were not, not, not like, like 21, 22, but yeah, they were both um, like, like, no, like early in the summer, I think he was tight end 28. Hurst was like 32 or something. Then, yeah, common sense prevailed and they eventually, you know, approached 20. Uh, but yeah, Higby and Hurst were two of my top uh, tight ends in best ball. Uh, for me, it is Greg Dulcich. So, nice. um, you know, he's run around on 79 and 71% of the dropbacks in his first two games. Should have Russell Wilson back, which I think helps him just because Russell Wilson, you know, looked for him. I mean, although he did, he did solid with, uh, with Rippin as well. But, uh, you know, against this Jags D, they are 21st in DVOA against tight ends. So uh, I actually have Dulcich as uh, my tight end nine. So, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and again, it's just, there's, you know, a tight end, there's just not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of separation. There's not a lot of separation between everyone outside the, that top four or five. So, uh, yeah, Dosis is the, the consensus tight end 16 right now, which which is Yikes. well for a guy getting that many um, that many snaps. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was nice to see him put up a good line with uh, Ripian under center. So, I mean, hopefully Russell Wilson's an improvement. Um, right, right, really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird that we have to question that. But, yeah, I agree. Once Russell Wilson – snaps out of the slump uh dulcich has like what top six top five upside yeah if, if wilson's so. playing up to his potential that's what i mean i mean i don't yeah that might it might that might be over like yeah, that's <laughs> this crazy. might just be his new the new normal for us but, insane yeah uh who you want um i'm low on robert tunyon um i have him as my tight end 20 right now uh Again, I like his underlying usage has been really good. Um, you know, he has seen over 70% routes run rate the past two games. Um, he's seen a 21.5% target share. Um, however, I just think top 10 is a bit too rich for him this week. Like I said, you know, I'm downgrading Aaron Rodgers this week. I know it's a potential, you know, pass heavy negative game script, but this Bill's defense is no joke. So I, I just don't think they're going to be efficient think Tunyon's going to need a touchdown to really hit value. So I just think, you know, top 10's a bit too rich, but, you know, long-term, I think he could uh, provide sneaky, you know, low-end, tight-end one upside um, if the receiving room for the Packers continues to stay injured. But just this week, I'm down on Rodgers and Tunyon. Yeah, tough matchup. And, and the yeah, they, Bills always are good against tight end. Like, they are, yeah. yeah, number two in DVOA versus tight end. And that's like a normal thing. Even without the – the safety is healthy uh, for much of the yeah. year. So, yeah, it's just not something – it's just tough. Uh, for me, I am low on – oh, Dalton Schultz. So, Dalton Schultz is mm. the the consensus tight end 13. He's my tight end 20. Um, I, I just don't think we can trust him to to stay on the field, um, you know, for a full game. And his – you know, he only ran around on 57% of the dropbacks last week, and he – he kind of landed weird on his knee on one play and he was out and then he came back in the game, but that the same thing kind of happened, you know, the two weeks prior, you know, two weeks ago, he only played 32% uh, of the routes. And then the week after that, he like aggravated something in warmups and didn't even play. So I just think this guy is a huge risk to be kind of trusting as a starter, as a fringe starter in, in deeper leagues right now. Uh, I, I think you have to go in, in another direction, uh, until he can kind of prove that he's, you know, back to a hundred percent. 
Yeah, he's he's tough though, and he's playing through a painful PCL injury. And yeah. I mean, when he landed his, you know, his leg got turned into a pretzel. The, his you know PCL injured leg, and uh, he he stayed in there. So yeah, he he's playing through injury. Um, and just unfortunately, you just can't trust him right now. All right, uh, what you got for the tight end prop? Let's go with Greg Dulcich. Who? Which one of us is higher on him? That's the game here, right? <laughs> um, man, uh, I have yeah. So you're you're assuming Russ is starting this week? Yeah, I have Russ um, in there right now. Yeah, same. Um, I'm gonna set his line at forty uh, and a half. Ooh, I I still have under. I, I'll, I'll go. Oh, I have him, okay. I'm closer to thirty five. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's just kind of more like I said. The tight end, like after yeah. the top five, like my tight ends. None of my tight ends outside the top four uh, have even 40 yards projected. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, no, 35 is a practical projection <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, like, what do you think about the spread? The Jags are, what, minus four? I thought that just meant that, you know, Ripian's probably starting, but maybe it just doesn't matter right now. I mean, yeah, you've, you've been high on the Jags, right? <laughs> like, oh, like, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but this be the time to bang them. No, oh, but you do it against the Giants who yeah. win every game, like, oh, like the inexplicably Jags win every game. If, if the Jags converted just on one of those, either the third and one or the fourth and one, game's over, baby. But yeah, no, I'm not taking the Jags as a favorite this week. Although I would not be surprised if you know a week after I took them, uh, they blow out the Broncos. I mean, I don't. Think, I just, I don't think they would have covered last week, regardless. Because remember, the like, yes, they dropped the, they had that fumble into the end zone, and then at the end of the game, obviously, they got stopped. But like <laughs> yeah. the Giants also dropped the fourth and one short touchdown. Right. So like both, like a fumble, a drop, like both of those are like you know five percent or like you know likelihood right. or less plays. So I mean, either way, what would have happened is the Jags would have probably won by one if you just kind of even everything out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but either yeah, way, I, I'm not taking the Jags as a favorite I, anytime you know, soon. I, I, listen, I, these Broncos, uh, I like between Hackett and Russ. I, I don't, I don't want to bet on the Broncos either. So right. yeah, I. But I, I do think, yeah, I, I do think the. They, I mean, it's hard to look at them as a team that like won't be in negative game script as bad as their <laughs> offense has been. Um, yeah. So and they just and they lost Mike Boone too, who they were playing a lot on passing down. Like it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, all right, that is going to do it for our Week 8 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, check out our full fantasy preview episode uh, out now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. We break down the uh, the entire main slate on that one, uh, as well as the Thursday night slate. Uh, and if you're into betting, be sure to check out my weekly betting preview episode every Thursday with Stucky. Uh, we've been killing with our picks as well. That's right here on the Action Network podcast channel. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content, including our fantasy rankings. And uh, Sean and I both both sit in top five right now, not to brag, inaccuracy. So uh, be sure to check out our rankings at ActionNetwork.com, FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on Twitter at the underscore Ozmaker. I am at Chris Raybon. You can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs>